Hey there, everyone. Happy Tuesday. It is Denise. Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. You are watching the NXT post show for November 29th. We are just about a week, two weeks now away from NXT deadline, which is taking place on December 10th. And we kind of, you know, are making our way to that. That was a huge, huge focus for today's show. Obviously, the last, the next couple of weeks and the pre weeks prior, uh, NXT deadline has been a big focus, but more so today because we found out the participants taking place in the Iron Survivor Challenge. So we're going to talk about all of that and everything else that occurred here on NXT today. Uh, I feel like for the most part, this is probably going to be a short episode because really, aside from like that portion of the show, there's only a couple of other things to discuss. For the most part, it's really going to be focused on the Iron Survivor Challenge. But before we get to any of that, if you are near new here to the show, thank you guys so much for tuning in as all Always, I am live here on Tuesdays to chat NXT, Wednesdays to chat AEW Dynamite, and this Friday I return. I finally return this Friday to talk about SmackDown and Rampage. I cannot wait. Uh, last week, as you guys know, I was in Canada, and then the week before that, I was uh, where the hell was I? I was I was in Newark, New Jersey, for full gear. So it's kind of just been back to back, uh, a lot going down. But also, if you guys want to send in your comments, your thoughts, all of your opinions, whatever it is, or you just want to help support the show, you are more than welcome at any point to send in a super chat. Those really help me out like tremendously because they keep me, um, you know, basically funded on these shows. But we actually got our first super chat of the day, and this is from Hunter Tillman. So shout out to Hunter Tillman for getting us started here today. Hunter Tillman says, hey, Denise, hope you're doing well. What did you think about tonight's episode of NXT? I didn't really know what to think about the main event. Well, there were some things. Okay, look. They've, they've been trying a lot of new stuff on NXT, which I appreciate. And obviously today, the main topic, which is going to be them bringing in the Hall of Famers to talk about how they are going to decide the participants for this Iron Survivor Challenge. The way that they did that, I thought was different in terms of we haven't really seen that, you know, here before. So I was happy in terms of seeing the execution of all of that. Uh, as for the episode, though, there were a lot of matches that I kind of felt were uh, throwaway matches matches in the sense where there were some matches where I'm like, well, you know, this is really just a clear, um, this is just to get this person a win, but there's not much else to that. In terms of the main event, I personally did not, um, I, I think I would have liked for uh, for Toxic Attraction to lose in this match. And obviously they went about it a different direction, but we'll talk about that more once we get into the actual main event itself. And I'll tell you why I thought Toxic Attraction should have lost once we actually, again, get to that match. But for the most part, I thought today's episode was okay. Again, I liked the new stuff that they incorporated into the show, but there were some other stuff that I kind of felt were just really just there, right? Like there's a couple of matches where I'm like, I feel like I'm going to run through them in third. 30 seconds. So um, that's kind of how we're, uh, I don't know if that helps you decide what I thought about the show with that. Uh, Hunter, thank you so much for sending in the first super chat of the night. All right. So, and by the way, like it wasn't a bad episode of NXT whatsoever, but it just was, there were some things that were just not really all that like too important, right? 
But I feel like the first match that we're going to talk about, for the most part, was important. And it was important for a couple of reasons. And this was Roxanne Perez versus Indy Hartwell, which kicked off the show. And the reason that this match, I considered it important, was for two reasons. One, this is Roxanne Perez's first match back since, uh, we haven't seen her since NXT Halloween Havoc. Like, we haven't seen her wrestled since then. Uh, The last time we saw her... Halloween Havoc, she defeated Cora Jade coming off of that hot feud, which really just leveled up both Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade. But we hadn't really seen anything else, you know, since then. So I was happy to see Roxanne Perez. I forgot how much we actually missed her on the show because she became such a big presence on the show. And on top of that, I feel like the reason why we weren't really seeing Roxanne Perez is, okay, I know this is not a prediction show, but she's my prediction for winning this Iron Survivor Championship challenge on the women's side like I'm so 100% going for Roxanne Perez here and I feel that the reason we didn't see her was because they didn't want to bring her back until we got closer to that Iron Survivor challenge uh, because I do think she is going to be the one to take this it just makes to me it makes the most sense um one Mandy Rose is really you know she's been champion for just about too long now it's been a little bit too long and I feel like if you're gonna have a somebody end this long reign that Mandy has been on that's well over a year now I feel it has to be somebody that you know is really going to get a whole lot out of it and I think that person is is Roxanne Perez the fact that they didn't give it to Alba Fire basically kind of told me that they were holding out for somebody else and I think that's something Somebody else is again Roxanne. Um, I'm hoping I'm not wrong here. I really hope this is the direction that they're going in. I'm super ready for a babyface champ with Roxanne Perez, and I'm super ready to see, um, you know, what they do with her as a champion because when she's not like right now, not having her as champion, especially because we hadn't seen her in a bit, it kind of felt like you know we were really missing something there. So I do hope that that's the reason, uh, you know, that we saw a little bit of that gap there. As for Indy Hartwell, so they really um indy the last couple of weeks and i wrote this down so let me pull this up really quickly uh indy in the last couple of weeks she's been getting you know a couple of wins and commentary has made of note to really mention how indy hartwell has actually been picking up you know quite a bit of victories and they are kind of showing her in a different light which was definitely needed for indy hartwell they've been letting her go out there and have a little bit of longer matches too which is also something that's been needed for indy uh we've seen her get wins against zoe again against Tatum Paxley, against Sol Ruka, against Valentina Feroz. So I feel like the reason they had uh, Indy Hartwell essentially in this match was because they wanted some, I think they needed to have Roxanne Perez get the win on somebody that had actually been getting, you know, several wins underneath her belt. Like Roxanne Perez is just at a different level. So I feel like they have to have her beat somebody that at least feels, you know, a little important on the show versus just, you know, any random person. So anyway, so I thought this match was important for those two reasons, but this match was pretty, it was interesting the way that they laid it out because, and and I feel because of the way that it they, they laid it out, I have a feeling that Indy Hartwell will be added to the Iron Survivor Challenge. I would be shocked if they didn't add her. And so this entire match, they pretty much had Indy Hartwell kind of 
kind of dominate Roxanne Perez for the most part. She got like the most offense on in this match, which I thought was definitely, uh, it kind of, it, it, I didn't think it was going to go that way, but that's the way that they essentially laid it out. Roxanne Perez did end up getting the win with the Pop Rocks, but for the most of it, this most of this match was all Indy Hartwell. And I feel like they're doing that so that you can start to see her maybe in a different light. And this was something that I've talked about on previous shows where it kind of got to the point for me where I was seeing Indy Hartwell more as a character than as an in-ring performer because for the most part she's gotten over on the per on the personality side of things like people like her personality she was great with the way she was great with Dexter Loomis and a lot of what she's been doing character wise has legitimately been getting over with people but in-ring wise I didn't think it was there yet so I'm finally starting to see a little bit of this shift for Indy Hartwell, where I feel like we're starting to see a little bit more of her, uh, you know, in-ring wise. Uh, so either way, uh, that was Roxanne Perez versus Indy Hartwell. Now, I'm going to tie this in to uh, pretty much the Iron Survivor Challenge because we need to talk about the women and pretty much everything that went down. Um, okay, so let's get right into that. So how this thing essentially was run is they had invited Alondra Blaze, Molly Holly, Road Dog, and X-Pac. My former boss, by the way, for those of you who do not know, uh, I got my start with X-Pac on his podcast and actually worked with him for three years. So um, I love X-Pac. I adore X-Pac. So I was very excited when he uh, was announced that he was going to be taking part in this judges. Uh, ju I don't, they weren't even called judges. Why am I calling them judges? But part of this panel uh, to decide who is going to be participating in the Iron Survivor Challenge. And I had misunderstood because when they first made the announcement that they were going to come in and basically announce the uh, the participants, I thought it was going to be like, a, hey, here's Molly Holly. And then Molly Holly appears on the screen and it's like, entrance number one is going to be Roxanne Perez. Like, that's what I thought was originally going to go down. I didn't realize it was going to be more of a deliberation where people were going to, you know, discuss and, you know, figure out who should earn this spot. Uh, I didn't know what it was going to be like exactly. And I liked it so much more the way that they executed it today because they had everybody sitting down with Shawn Michaels and they were just pulling up people's names. They were pulling up, uh, you know, people that they considered on the men's side people that they considered on the women's side and just talked amongst themselves about uh you know what they've been doing in nxt why they deserve to be in in this match and i liked it because it kind of felt like a year-end review show like if i were to sit here with a couple of people and talk about uh you know nxt and some of the people that we'd been seeing for the whole year this is exactly what this felt like this kind of felt like a little bit of a I don't want to say a podcast, but it did kind of have that feel of, well, let's just talk about, you know, Roxanne Perez and Carmelo Hayes and Tony D'Angelo and all these other people and see what they've been doing. So personally, I loved this format. Like I was a fan of this format and I liked that they did it this way. And I felt like it took up a little bit of the show because we saw them deliberate the men and then also the women, but I liked it though. I didn't think that it took away from the show and it just felt like something different. And I personally really enjoyed it. So let's talk about, you know, who they decided on for these matches. So for the men's, they talked about several people. They talked about Carmelo Hayes, Tony D'Angelo, JD McDonough, Joe Gacy, Von Wagner, Axiom, uh, all of these other, these were the main names. 
And Shawn Michaels basically told the Hall of Famers, hey, just write down, you know, five people who you think uh, should be in this match. And then, you know, I'll decide later on. For the women, they spoke about um, Zoe. They, st- they spoke about uh, Zoe Stark, Indy Hartwell, Cora Jade, Fallon Henley, Kiana James, and Alba Fire. Those were the names that were uh, discussed during this panel. But the final participants are as follows. So for the men, it is going to be Carmelo Hayes. It is going to be Grayson Waller, Joe Gacy, and J.D. McDonough. On top of that, the fifth participant is going to be decided on in a wild card match. The wild card match for the men is going to be a triple threat match between Von Wagner, Axiom, and Andre Chase. Now, based on a lot of what we've been seeing in the last couple of weeks on NXT, as well as what we saw here tonight, uh, for the men, I'm definitely predicting that it's going to be Von Wagner. I do think Von Wagner will be the fifth participant the fifth participant in this Iron Survivor Challenge. Uh, So I am expecting it to be uh, Von Wagner. Von Wagner also had a quick match today against Malik Blade, which we'll talk about in just a second. Or I might as well just talk about it now. Von Wagner defeated Malik Blade. This whole thing came about because Malik Blade, um, his father's sweater was destroyed at the hands of Von Wagner. And so they had a match. It was pretty okay, actually. It wasn't like too terrible or anything like that. Um, Malik tried his best, but Von Wagner got the win. So either way, I do think Von Wagner will be the person uh, winning the wild card to be the fifth participant in the men's Iron Survivor Challenge. So with that being said, with the names involved in terms of the men's side of things, I feel I couldn't really decide. I don't think it's going to be Joe Gacy. I'm not seeing Joe Gacy actually win this thing. I don't think it's going to be him. Um, Carmelo Hayes is an interesting one because he was really kind of, you know, on a high in terms of, you know, things. He was really that person that really just broke out. It was like NXT breakout tournament winner. Then, you know, he goes on and he wins the NXT North American Championship and he's having pretty damn good matches. He was actually one of my favorite people just to see in NXT period. And so things were going great for him. And we all know what went down with uh, freaking... Um, him losing the NXT North American Championship to Sola Sokoa. And I think that really kind of like stunted him. And it's kind of been like he's been kind of steady where you're thinking like, okay, and, you know, he didn't end up winning the ladder match afterwards. It ended up being Wesley. And I knew it wasn't going to be Grayson Waller. I mean, excuse me, uh, Carmelo Hayes. So I'm kind of wondering, are they going to just pick up where they left off with Carmelo Hayes and actually have him win this tournament? Or are they going to kind of just keep him where he's at? So I don't really know. Then um, J.D. McDonough. J.D. McDonough's, you know, already been in that picture. We just saw that awesome triple threat match um, that he had with Eliad Braun Breaker. So part of me thinks it won't be J.D. McDonough because we kind of just saw that even though we, uh, you know, we've already seen J.D. and Braun Breaker. So then the other one is Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller has been, for the most part, getting like, pretty good um i've liked his in-ring stuff from the very beginning he's really good at getting that heel heat so part of me thinks 
that it could be Grayson Waller winning this thing. Uh, I think right now that is my uh, my prediction for winning the Iron Survivor Challenge for the men's side. I think I'm going to go with Grayson Waller. Uh, just based on everything that I spoke about right now, I feel like he's the one that uh, it just makes sense for a little bit. And if it's not Grayson Waller, then I would go with Carmelo Hayes. Again, Carmelo Hayes, they could go either direction. They could either propel him to that next level with Braun Breaker, or they're just going to keep him where he's at. So it's either going to be Grayson Waller, if not Carmelo Hayes uh, for the men. Um, okay. And uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, a bunch of people bringing this up in the chat, by the way, that they're all heels. And yeah, they all are heels. There's not one baby face in the men's side of things. Uh, and I didn't even realize it until right now, everybody pointed it out in the chat. Um, so there you go on that end of things. So let's get into the women's stuff. Okay. Before I get into the women's stuff, Heads up, guys, if you want to get your question, comment, or statement read on here, if you want to get your prediction of who you think is going to win this, what your thoughts on the Iron Survivor Challenge are, feel free to send in a super chat. I'll make sure to pull those up. But let's talk about the women's side of things. So the participants for the Iron Survivor Challenge for the women, it's going to be Zoe Stark, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, Kiana James. Those are the four official women. Then there's going to be a wild card triple threat match and we're going to be seeing wendy chu versus fallon henley versus indy hartwell now personally i would have chosen wendy chu to be in this match because i think that entering wise out of those three i think she's the best one so i do think that she should be in this match but based on the way that they've been kind of, you know, booking all of this and based on the things that we've been hearing from commentary and just everything, I feel like it's going to be Indy Hartwell. So my prediction for the wild card winner is to be, I think it's going to be Indy Hartwell. So with that being said, it still doesn't change anything for me with Wendy Chu, without Wendy Chu, with Indy Hartwell, without Indy Hartwell. Uh, my pick for the women's, it's still Roxanne Perez. I think they need to just freaking go with it and have her become NXT Women's Champion. Uh, if she obviously, you know, wins and then goes on to face Mandy Rose and then defeats Mandy Rose later on and then becomes NXT Women's Champion. Because if you guys recall, whoever wins the Iron Survivor Challenge will become the number one contender. So I'm already going for it. I'm all freaking in. It's Roxanne Perez. Take it or leave it. Double or nothing. All in. Whatever. It's Roxanne Perez for me on this one. Uh, so there you go. That is the Iron Survivor Challenge of who's in it. What's the hell is going to be happening and all of that. And I don't mind, like part of me was a little bit bummed out that they didn't just like automatically announce like the fifth participant in this, but obviously they're, you know, trying to uh, continue promoting this and a good way to do so is by having that wild card match. So I don't hate it or anything like that, but either way, I did think that the format and the way that they decided to do this was pretty cool. So I was a fan of it. And this, and with the iron survivor challenge, I feel like, you know, obviously it's a new concept for them and there's so many rules. Like if you were to tell me, Denise, Denise right now, just off the top of your head, tell us the rules. I'd be like, fuck, I don't have the freaking rules with me. <laughs> like I shit you not, I can't even repeat. I can't even repeat to you all of the rules for the Iron Survivor Challenge off the top of my head. Um, like I remember, okay, 25 minutes, 
five participants every five minutes somebody comes in um um you have to score as many points possible in those 25 minutes whoever scores the most points actually wins the match however if you get pinned or there you get pinned or submitted or dq'd you end up no wait you can win by pinfall submission or dq however if you lose at any point during this match you have to go into the penalty box and if you go into the penalty box you're in there for i believe they said 90 seconds and then you could rejoin the match Holy shit, I actually remembered all the rules to the Iron Survivor Challenge. Yes! <laughs> all right, low-key, I did not think I was going to be able to remember all the rules, all right? Because last time when I was reviewing the actual match, I had my notes with me. I was able to, like, look and be like, oh, yeah, this is what's going to happen. Wow, low-key, I'm super freaking proud right now. Mm, all right, uh, let's see what people are saying right now. Uh, Thank you. Uh, and, and Jones is like, the rules are simple, Denise. It's a lot to remember, though, honestly. It, like, just going for it and stuff. It's a lot to remember, everyone. Uh, Major Blood says the Iron Survivor Challenge is going to be such a clusterfuck. Hey, clusterfucks can be entertaining, right? They can be entertaining. I'm, I mean, there are some things, and, you know, we already talked about the format of this match and everything, right? When they first announced it. And I'm a little bit nervous about it in terms of, I do kind of think 25 minutes is a little bit too short. Like it does feel like it's going to be boom, boom, boom. Um, there are some things where I'm like, oh, this doesn't really make too much sense. But I mean, they seem confident in it. So, I, so I'm excited to see what it's going to turn out to actually be. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right, so let's move on from here uh, and talk about some of the other items that happened on the show. Unfortunately, that was really like the main, main thing. But let's get into uh, Dijak versus Dante Chen. So Dijak recently came back to NXT or came to NXT last week. And, uh, you know, they've been playing his... Uh, his vignettes for quite a bit there but he finally came out and dude looked great man looked phenomenal and i feel so bad because on the same night we also had the reveal of scripts we had scripts on one side and then dijak on the other side it was just you know polar opposites in terms of one looked cool one did not oh by the way for those of you who are wondering we did not see scripts today um and based on internet reactions i have a feeling that they're probably i don't know this is just me guessing that they're probably trying to rework uh you know scripts look and hopefully take off that mask because i don't even want to talk about that no more um but either way dijak looked pretty damn cool he came out today great entrance you know very dark very moody very like badass types of vibes looks like he's gonna come out and kill somebody on a next netflix film it's great he has a great um look i like this uh he has a match with dante chen dante chen uh for the most part has been on level up but we have seen him on nxt before and truthfully like i knew we had seen him on nxt but i couldn't even remember like what match so i had to go back and look but and um, we did see him against axiom in july um, so that's how we remember Dante Chen. Um, but for the most part, this was really just, um, this was a quick little squash. Uh, Dijan gets the win here. I didn't think the, the finish, the finale was too, I didn't think it was too explosive. It kind of looked like he was a little bit undecided where he would do one thing. Then I, nah, this is not going to be the end of it. Let's switch into something else. Uh, for me, I kind of felt like the finish could have been a little bit more explosive, especially given that, you know, it was a clear squash match, so Dijak should have been just like, 
you know, killing Dante Chen, really. Um, so this was okay. Afterwards, I did like his promo that he cut. He cut a pretty, uh, I would say, somewhat rather interesting promo. He said, quote, that this was an example of hard justice, unrelenting annihilation. And he says, I want you to look into my eyes. And the only thing that you will see is the infliction of suffering. NXT is a, is a place of refuge, but not for me. I didn't come here to reinvent myself or rediscover myself. I came here to, um, oh, damn. He came here to basically destroy the soft society is what he says. And any man who stands in his way. So um, he then continues on to call everybody out like nameless, faceless men who will be brought to justice, but his justice. I like this. I, in particular, really like that he said that, you know, a lot of people go to NXT to reinvent themselves, to uh, make a name for themselves once again. And, you know, we can talk about Apollo Crews. We can talk about Mandy Rose. And I like that he said he wasn't there to do that, uh, that he was there to essentially kick ass and cause, basically cause pain on people. I like that. I'm glad he went about it this direction. And this to me, it worked. You know what? I'm digging it so far. Uh, later on, we do see him cross paths with Tony D'Angelo. And Tony D'Angelo does say that he's technically back in business. So um, we'll see where they go with all of that. Alrighty, guys, and let's go ahead and move on from here. Oh, I feel so bad. David Rivera says, Scripps was a big letdown after that cool-ass vignette. For me, I mean, for the most part, I, you know, Scripps, the buildup of Scripps was not bad. Like, we were getting these voice memos where he was, you know, talking in a distorted voice. We were getting uh, vandalism. I mean, for the most part, it was cool stuff. Nothing to, you know, nothing cheesy for the most part. But yeah, unfortunately, the scripts things was definitely a big letdown. But man, I feel bad. I really feel bad for Reggie. Um, all right, we got um, man, I, dude, there is a lot of stuff here that is really just kind of not much. So we got Grayson Waller versus Duke Hudson. Grayson Waller gets the win here. Um, as I mentioned, Grayson Waller is going to be taking part in the Iron Survivor Challenge. Uh, we also got Felon Henley versus Kiana James. And this whole thing started because Kiana James wants to buy Felon Henley's bar. Uh, Kiana James ends up winning with her 401 and uh, 401k. Or what was it that Phoebe called this? I think Phoebe called it her 401k. Do you guys remember that episode of Friends where Phoebe calls it the 401k? I'm pretty sure that's what she called it. Um, so it always kind of sticks in my head. Um, but anyway, so uh, Kiana James gets the win here. And again, she's one of the people also in the Iron Survivor Challenge match. Um, backstage, we have an interaction that takes place at the Diamond Dojo. We have Ivy Nile and JD McDonough. And JD McDonough is basically telling her that he thinks that her, her bros the Creed brothers are pretty much crazy that they're taking on more than they can chew by challenge by challenging Sangha and Veer. Uh, he basically tells them that he thinks it's impossible that they cannot beat Sangha and Veer because they are really huge. And we all know that JD McDonough comes out and talks about body parts and body manipulation. And he's like, I'm just here trying to share the science with you all. I kind of thought this was funny, a little random, but funny. Um, this was this was not this was nothing bad at all. Um, it was fine. It was kind of funny actually. Alrighty. After this, we get um, Javier Bernal versus Axiom. So 
Axiom ends up winning this match after a super kick to Javier Bernal. But um, what I kind of find funny here, well, what I thought was interesting too is that personally, like I would prefer Axiom to be the one in the Iron Survivor Challenge, but I don't think it's going to be him. I would prefer him in it because I think he's been doing a really great job. But also Javier Bernal and Mackenzie Mitchell have been having these like um, somewhat odd interactions backstage where they just, Mackenzie just does not like Javier Bernal, right? Javier Bernal is just full of himself and, you know, he's, always coming up and being obnoxious in their interviews uh i don't hate this i kind of like that they're letting mackenzie uh, mackenzie mitchell show a little bit you know more of her personality and these types of you know back and forth segments with her and javier so i do like that portion of it and i just think that um I like it. I think it's starting to develop. I didn't really like it the first week that we saw it. I thought this week was, okay, you know, if they're going to keep doing this every week, it could turn into something funny. Um, It's still a little bit on the, um, it's still a little bit on the, how do I say it? It's not necessarily making me cackle and scream LOL by any means, but it's fine. I think it's harmless. It's letting Javier Bernal show a little bit of his personality. Uh, It's fine. They're bonding. They don't like each other. What else can I add to this? Um, oh, let's see what people are saying here. Uh, <laughs> Dave, uh, Dave N says, let Mackenzie cook. Yeah, uh, she goes out there and, you know, she's starting to throw her jabs too at Javier. So you want to see a little bit more of that. I'm totally cool with um, them doing that. I think it's starting to become a thing and I hope they keep it going. Let's keep seeing a little bit more of that. But either way, Javier ends up losing to Axiom. So who knows how he's going to try to cover this up next week or something. All right. Um, we have Lyra Valkyrie. Valkyrie. I can't say like with the A. Valkyrie, but Valkyria. Valkyria. The A throws me off. Holy shit. The A throws me off. Because it's like. Tie of Valkyrie, right? But this is with the A. So it's Valkyria, but it's Lyra. Lyra Valkyria. Why can't I say that word? Okay. Anyways. So some of you guys may already know her. You've seen her on NXT UK. Uh, I'm not as familiar with her work. So she's completely on the new side of things for me. Uh, she's an Irish professional wrestler. She's only like, dude, she's young. She's like in her mid 20s. So they did this cute little promo for her. She's running in the woods and she's going to be coming soon. Uh, based on what I saw on Twitter, a lot of people, you know, that have seen her work are really excited about her. Uh, so that's good. I'm glad. And this is kind of like the thing with NXT is that every week we see somebody new that's coming along. Um, so there you go. Why can't I say it? Valkyria. Valkyria. What the hell? Like, it's so easy with the E. Why is it so hard with the A? Oh, God, this is freaking um, Isla all over again. Uh, Hunter Tillman sends in a super chat saying, I love that NXT is letting the women shine. Super excited for Lyra. Okay, so when it comes to the women on NXT, we get a lot of stuff for the women. I mean, a lot of stuff. And I like it. Like, it's it's great. You know, we talk about, I feel like we talked about this quite a bit. Like, even, what was it, last week or maybe the week before that, we had so many, like, women's segments and it was back to back to back to back. And they are. They're letting them shine. We've been seeing a lot of different characters and whatnot and you know this really goes back to like even just the start of nxt 2.0 we're just seeing so much of toxic attraction but i just feel like they do have a lot of women which i like though because we're seeing all of these different 
characters and different styles and we've been seeing a lot of good stuff like i miss tiffany stratton uh i can't wait for tiffany stratton to come back uh because i think she was starting to get like really good and she was i was really starting to like enjoy her uh so i can't wait for her to come back i mean the stuff with wendy chu and tiffany stratton was great too the stuff with cora jane and roxanne perez that was great too uh even mandy rose and uh alba fire um you know there there's just a lot of stuff there with the women that's good stuff man uh, Hunter Tillman, thank you so much for sending in this super chat. <laughs> Christopher Smith, words are hard. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dante NYC says your first pronunciation is the right is the right one. You know, I just need to hear it about 100 times. Once I hear it about 100 times, things eventually start sticking. Um, eventually, it'll get there. Um, all right. So let's continue on here. You know, it's just so weird, you know, so weird. God. It's like, you know, there's just words people can't say and they just don't come out. I don't know, guys, if you're in the chat, like in the chat, let me know if there's like a word you struggle with. For me, it's this is really embarrassing. And I've never said this on a podcast before. So do not laugh. I swear to God, do not laugh. Okay. There's one word that I struggle with so freaking much. All right. Like, let's just say I will never work for the golf channel. And I think I said golf, right? So I always confuse golf and golf, <laughs> like the Gulf of Mexico and like the Gulf of Mexico and then golf, the sport. God damn it. I don't even know if I'm saying every freaking time, all the time. It, it drives me nuts. It is like a nightmare. So that one's one that I struggle with all the time. So I will always avoid saying the word golf. And I don't even know if I'm saying it right right now, but I've been made fun of this. I've been made fun for this so many damn times. Um, it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> and if I got it right, it's because I've been practicing. And then before that, um, I had a hard time saying uh, Missouri, like the, the like Missouri, like the place. Before I could not say Missouri, and I would always say misery. I could not get Missouri. It was always misery. God damn. So anyways, it just happens to people. Um, there's people that are then. Okay, here we go. We got some good ones. Um, Matt Kensley says, I cannot say publicity to save my life. <laughs> publicity. Okay, that's a good one. Um, that one could be hard because of the blicity. Uh, let's see if we got some other good ones in here. Um, we got we got some good ones. Um <laughs> Luis RG says that's just the Mexican coming now. I know all about that. <laughs> um, alrighty, guys. You know what? So if you're if you're if there's a word you can't say, or you just can't get it right, or you forget it, or you slop it, just know I'm with you, man. I've been there, okay? I've been there. Uh, Mike says everyone has that one easy word they cannot pronounce correctly. Yeah. Oh, you know, it feels great, though, when somebody else is struggling with a word and you're like, Psh, I got this. Like, this is how you say it properly. OK, uh, I do that all the time because, you know, you need to shine when you can. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, after this, we got a backstage segment between Braun Breaker and Apollo Crews. Well, instead of backstage, I mean, technically, they're sitting in a diner and they're having breakfast. Well, Apollo Crews is technically having breakfast. Braun Breaker, I think, was just having a coffee. And, you know, they're basically talking about 
you know, they've been beefing for a bit. They've been telling the story between Braun Breaker and Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews is just basically saying, you know, he's been be preparing for this moment against Braun Breaker, etc. So they have a nice little back and forth. Nothing too much to go about there other than the breakfast. It looks phenomenal, guys. It looks phenomenal. Chase Elliott says he sucks at pronouncing Armenian names. Uh, I probably did too. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> let's see what else we got. Uh, Marvin here says that he actually enjoyed this segment between Apollo Crews and Braun Breaker. We got a couple people saying that it was the everybody enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it was just them talking back and forth, having breakfast. It was fine. Well, it was fine. Um, JD McDonough versus Julius Creed. Okay, so this here was a little bit interesting, I thought, because, okay, so the match itself, like, was okay. I thought it was okay. It was, it was fine. Um, there was a beautiful moonsault that we saw JD McDonough pull through, like, phenomenal. Like, I feel like he flew extra higher. It just looked great. Um, but we need to talk about the finish. I didn't love the ending of this match. I kind of really didn't like it, actually, because JD is literally going to use the chair on Julius and uh, he's going for it and he hits it. But instead, before he can actually get him, Sangha comes in and pushes Julius out of the way. He pushes him out of the way. And um, so... He ends up getting Sangha instead with the chair on his back. And the reason Sangha pushed him out of the way is because he doesn't want uh, the Creed brothers to be anything less than 100% when they have their match against each other. So he wants them at 100%, which is why he pushed them out of the way. But I didn't really care for this because they basically went and just called it a DQ. This was it. He was disqualified. But I'm like... Technically, he didn't actually hit Julius. He got Sangha. So technically, you could kind of argue that maybe they should have kept this match going. But I guess they saw it a different way. I did it. I just thought, well, he didn't actually get the participant in this match. But whatever. Um, I did not like the ending of this match. I thought it was kind of lame. And you can argue that technically it wasn't even a DQ. Um, but let's see what people are saying. Uh, <laughs> no, Ed Jones says Denise pronounced Sangha as Sangha. Am I saying it? Sangha? Sangha? Sangha. Um, but okay, we got everybody here saying the exact same thing. We got David Rivera saying that the ending was whack. King of Hueco Mundo says, yeah, it was bad. Um, Joey says they think they called the DQ on Sangha for pushing Julius. I mean, that technically wouldn't be, I wouldn't consider that a DQ either because he was technically pushing him to save him. And then they called and Julius won this match. So then if they would have called it for that, then JD McDonough would have won that match. You see what I mean? Like, it just didn't make sense. Like, I feel like they, it was kind of a silly ending. I was not, I was not, not a fan of it. All right. Pressing on from this. I feel like there was more I wanted to say about this. No, that is it. Von Wagner versus Malik Blade. We already covered. Let's get into this main event. Uh, we have Kaden, Katana, and Nikita taking on Toxic Attraction. So this kind of started earlier in the show but Nikita was attacked by Zoe during her entrance and so because of that uh 
they didn't actually have the match, right? But then Nikita gets cleared and she's good to go. So they have this match as the main event. Um, this I thought was okay. Like the action was good. They kept the pace moving really nicely. Like there was things happening at all times, which I like. I like these fast paced matches. They kept things moving. Totally cool with that. All the action was great, uh, but they pretty much toxic attraction kind of gets rid of Kaden and Katana. So this really ends up being uh, Nikita kind of fending for herself, but she's dealing with that knee injury. So she's not really doing too great, which this is why toxic attraction is able to get the win because Nikita was pretty much left on her own. And with her not being 100%, they get the win. Um, personally, I kind of didn't want to see it go about it that direction because I feel like I don't want to see the champions Kaden and Katana be losing like I just don't want to see them losing if even if it wasn't them even if it wasn't any one of them who actually took the pin it was Nikita who got pinned I just don't want to see the tag team champions losing I feel like toxic attraction was already booked so strongly and Kaden and Katana I feel like they don't have that like they don't have the exact same like treatment um as tag team champions and i've mentioned this so many freaking times but how many times like i feel like they could be forgettable as champions and i've said this so many times and i feel like if they just make them i don't know like it just feels like they're just holding the belts but they don't feel like champions and so i think that's where my issue kind of lies where i'm like damn they gotta take any win that they possibly can even if it's like the even if it's a three on three i don't care i don't really want to see the champions uh you know be losing in this match so for me i wasn't too big of a fan of the outcome uh i wasn't too big of a fan of the outcome so for me this one was just um the main event was a little bit of a miss for me not because of the action, but rather just like, uh, you know, rather the ending of it all. I really want, if you're going to have whoever the hell your champions are, um, if you're whoever you decide to have champions, I want to see them at least be booked dominantly. And I don't feel we're seeing that with Kaden and Katana. Um, again, I don't want them to be easily forgotten. And Toxic Attraction, they don't need it, man. Toxic Attraction is already like, established on NXT more than established on NXT and I would just you know kind of prefer prefer it that way but whatever Zoe Starks is watching um from the platform up above and she's watching us Nikita's like you know there lying in her pain and whatnot all right there you go guys that was the main event of NXT. Um, all right, let's see what else we got here. We got a Chase Elliott Dean I9 who says, I'm surprised that Toxic Attraction hasn't been called up to the main roster, to be honest. I feel like they're just gonna, I mean, my assumption, and this is just me assuming things, but I feel like it would make sense to just close this on out whenever Mandy, you know, loses the title, uh, you know, wrap that up in a nice bow. And I would love to see Toxic Attraction already on the main roster. I feel like they've done just about it all on NXT. I don't feel like there's anything really new for them to do on NXT. And I love their dynamics so much. Like, I'm a fan of Toxic Attraction. I love their dynamic. But um, I want to see them mix it up with newer people. And, I, you know, we've obviously seen, uh, you know, obviously Mandy Rose coming from the main roster. But speaking solely of Gigi and JC, we've already seen them, you know, do a little bit of stuff on the main roster. Now it's just like, I want to see them be permanent there and, uh, you know, keep the act and keep it permanent on the main roster, especially right now where 
for the women's side of things, especially on SmackDown, oh, they could be very beneficial to the SmackDown women's division. And that's kind of where I'm at with all of that. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, the women's tag division, uh, YT points out here that he feels they have no depth on on you know NXT speaking here just of NXT it is kind of true there's nothing else which is why I'm saying if you're gonna have Kaden and Katana as champions like make them feel like a dominant force because right now it feels like it's only toxic attraction um so yeah that's kind of where I'm at on all of that Alrighty, ladies and gents that was NXT here today um for November 29th next week is going to be the go home show of um uh, heading into deadline and um how should I say this? Keep an eye out, guys. I have some interesting stuff coming up. And yeah, keep an eye out. Keep an eye out on my social media. I will be making some announcements soon, literally within days. Within days, I will have two announcements that I'm very excited about. And I've kind of been teasing these on different podcasts. But seriously, we're getting closer, okay? We're getting closer to these announcements. Um, on top of that, if you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe here to F4W Online. We're literally almost at 100K, and I cannot wait for this channel to get to 100K. Like, I'm so excited. And then on top of that, uh, my channel, too, is like, ah! You know, I officially surpassed 80,000 subscribers, which is freaking nuts, guys, because real talk here, I was spreading myself out in so many different places in terms of like doing work for Fightful, doing work for FRW. Uh, you know, I was doing work for Wrestle Talk. I was just all over the freaking place. And I was really, I got really sad at one point because even though I was uploading to my channel, I felt like I wasn't doing enough for my channel. And I started to worry that my channel was going to die. And I was worried that it was never going to become anything and this and that. And so finally, I just came up with like a very strategic plan. I stuck to that strategic plan and now I'm seeing it like really rise and you know it's it, it's growing and it makes me so happy because it's officially surpassed 80k uh I'm getting closer and closer to that 100k uh and that to me would just mean like the world like the world guys like just know whenever I get that play button I'm gonna freaking cry and sob like a child uh so please make sure you head on over to youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo and click that subscribe button uh there's lots of stuff also since you guys are NXT fans I do have an interview with Taya Valkyrie and uh she and I talk about her time on NXT as Frankie Monet. And, uh, you know, she really kind of talks to me about what it was like to be released and just everything that went down. It's a very, very honest conversation. So if you guys want to check it out, uh, please do. Uh, please check that out. Again, that's on youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Other than that, I will see you guys back here tomorrow for AEW Dynamite Conversation and then Friday for uh, SmackDown and Rampage Conversation. Bye, everyone.